song can only mean one thing. It's time for another episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. The only show that knows that their surefire cure for the winter blues is making a hot tag. I'm Jumpin' Jay, and I'm joined by Mr. Monday Night Virtual, Tommy Fierro. Tommy, it's been a good week. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I like that name. That's kind of catchy, man. Mr. Monday Night Virtual. That's, I'm, I love I'm digging it. It that. fits you perfectly. I'm digging that, man. What's going on? How was your week? It was a good week. The temperatures here in Minnesota are warming up. Uh, businesses are starting to slowly open back up after the shutdown, so that's good uh, for us here in Minnesota. How's your week in New Jersey? Good, man. Just super busy uh, getting things ready to open up the store, the Wrestling Collector. Uh, should have more information on the opening date next week here on the podcast. Uh, within the next few weeks, we should hopefully be open up. So if I get that information between now and next week's episode, I'll be sure to uh, give everyone all the information next week here on the show. That is very exciting stuff. And I am uh, fortunate every once in a while, you will send me some pictures of the progress being made at the store and it's looking incredible. I am so excited for you. I know you put in a lot of hard work. This is a big dream coming true for you to have a wrestling superstore. And it looks incredible, man. I'm excited for everybody uh, when you finally are able to open the doors and people can come check this out for themselves. Thanks, bro. And, and anyone out there listening, it's going to be located in Sussex County, New Jersey. So I will have information hopefully next week for uh, the location and the date. Before we start this week's episode, Jane, this is going to be a really, really fun one. We're talking 80s wrestling theme songs and i mean there's just so many classic ones that we could talk about we could probably be on this podcast for the next three four hours just talking about all the different 80s wrestling theme songs i don't know if we'll be able to hit all of them but we'll hit the big ones but before we do that i i, I was blown away by this information that we received earlier this week jay uh we got podcast numbers from itunes uh, they have a list of the there's 250. Well, I'm sure there's more than 250, but the top 250 pro wrestling podcasts. And Jay, we ranked, we were as high as number 24 in the United States uh, last week. And this is mind boggling to me, man, because we're only this. Well, this will be eight episodes in. At the time, we were seven episodes in. This is our eighth episode. I would have been happy being in the top 100 after seven episodes, but we're in the top 25 in the United States. And in Canada, man, we went as high as number 18 out of the top 250 podcasts. And uh, Great Britain, we were as high as number 27. In Australia, we were ranked at number 29. And a shout-out to one of our loyal listeners out there from Australia, Justin Richards, who listens to the podcast every week. Uh, I'm just blown away, though, by these numbers, man. Only seven episodes in, and, and we're ranking this high. And, and I was telling you off the air, we were higher ranked than a lot of really, really, really big names in our industry. I'm just I'm blown away by this, man. It, it is remarkable. You know, it's very, it's very humbling, and it just goes to show you the love that people have for this golden era of professional wrestling, the 19. 19- 80s. People still love it to the point where 30 years later, they're listening to a podcast just to recapture some of that magic that they experienced uh, either in their childhood or as a young adult. And so it really just speaks volumes uh, to the power of 80s professional wrestling. And I am just, I'm thrilled that we're able to do this and have a conversation. It's fun for us. And I'm just excited that people enjoy listening. Yeah, me, me too, man. And, and, and please keep, keep the listens coming in, the downloads, subscribe to the podcast. Please share our podcast on your social media platforms so your friends can uh, listen to it and find out about it. And like I said, man, this is our eighth episode. And just to be that high in the rankings after eight episodes, it's mind-boggling to me. So please uh, continue to share the good word. And thank you so much for listening. And we'll do our best to continue to entertain you guys each and every Thursday right here. And this could be a good one today, man. Everyone can relate to this episode because when you were a kid, you know, these larger than life characters, you know, a big part of their act and a big part of their gimmick was their theme songs. 
And a good theme song, Jay, is when the first chord of a song hits, just the first chord, and you actually see the audience just jump up out of their seats and erupt. I mean, today, there's not that many theme songs or people over enough that will do that to an audience where, you know, you hear the first chord of their theme song and the people just go absolutely bonkers. But back then, man, that was a big part of their gimmick. That was a big part of their character development was that song that they walked down to the ring to, man. And there's just so many classics that we can talk about. You're absolutely right. A, a, a good theme song can accomplish so much. It's a, an extension of the wrestling character themselves. And a great theme song will get that reaction from the crowd before the wrestler even steps through the curtain. And we were spoiled in the 80s. Like, we had so many classic theme songs. Like you said, the moment the first couple notes hit, you knew who was coming through the curtain. And it would get a reaction from the crowd it's one of the best parts of the golden era of wrestling, the theme songs, because we know them, we love them, and we're not afraid to admit we still sing them in the shower to ourselves. And so we're going to go down a <laughs> list. Now, you and I haven't talked about which themes uh, we want to talk about, so I did grab a bunch of sound clips, uh, and I have them loaded up here. Like you said, we won't be able to hit every theme song, but we're going to cover a good section of them, I have a feeling. Absolutely, man. And I guess you talk about singing the song in the shower. It's so true. Uh, I, a couple months back, we had demolition for a virtual signing. And that was one of my all time favorite theme songs as a kid growing up with that song. And I just remember like the week leading up to the, to the, the signing, I was like, I had that song just stuck in my head and my video guy put together uh, a little commercial to promote my, you know, virtual signing with demolition and the theme song was playing in the background. And still, you know, 30 years later, I'm getting chills listening to this song, especially because it was my event and they're playing the song. But yeah, man, I guess we could start off with demolition. That was one of my favorite theme songs growing up as a kid. Demolition's theme might be up there as top five greatest theme songs of all times especially when you talk about take team. It's so memorable. I have that one loaded. Let's just give a little bit of a listen to the demolition theme. Man, so hard hitting, and it fits their character, Tommy. Like I wish the, the heavy baseline fits that I character. Wish you didn't stop. I wish you didn't stop playing that, man. I was sitting behind my desk. I swear to God, I was my head was bouncing up and down. I was jamming to that, man. <laughs> well, here's the deal. We that. should we should probably say you and I don't own the right state of these songs, so we're trying to just play as minimal as possible yeah, to I sneak know, under uh, the radar here. But man, what a classic theme! It just fits their character so well, so memorable. Man, that, that's an amazing song right there. That song still gives me goosebumps, Jay. I'm an adult now, I'm, and it still gives me goosebumps, man. But, yeah, when you, when you just played that, my, you just saw – I'm sitting behind my desk. My head just bouncing up and down to that song. I don't blame you, man. That's a hard-driving bass line. And you knew when you heard that song, butts were going to be kicked. Like, you knew – coming through that curtain was two guys, sometimes three guys that were looking to handle their business in the ring. And so as a kid, anytime you heard that music, you perked up, you sat up because you know something good was about to happen on your screen. Oh yeah. When those guys walked out, especially that song, you knew someone was going to get their ass kicked. No, no, no it, question about it. Well said. Absolutely. Next up, Jay, you pick the next one. Okay. I got them some queued up here. I'm just going to play one. Uh, and we're going to get your thoughts on this theme. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs, respect the law, and order you some hot time. You'll be serving hot... Oh, sorry, I didn't know we're back on. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, the Boss Man song, man. Man, this is another theme. It was catchy. You could sing along with it. 
It fit the character so well. You knew who it was as soon as you heard uh, the opening chords and, and the lyrics hit. This is a song that my five-year-old son knew the words to, and he would sing because we took a road trip down to Florida. And from Minnesota, you drive through Georgia and you go right through Cobb County. And so you better believe when I saw the now entering <laughs> Cobb County sign, I started singing this. I had the whole family in the van rocking to the boss man theme, just a classic theme. Jay, you are a great father. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just keep picturing my, uh, my young son going to music class in elementary school and they ask what your favorite song was. I hope he starts singing the boss man theme. <laughs> uh, next one. And I'm sure you have this queued up somewhere because it was, it was a classic one. And it's another song that gives me chills and, and my hair stands up on my, my arms when I hear it. And we're actually going to have him uh, for our virtual mania coming up on Sunday, March the 28th. It's going to be our only Sunday virtual signing. We're going to have Jake, the snake Roberts, and you can get a picture signed personally to you. You go to our website, you pick out the picture, and then you tune in live and you watch Jake sign it, and we ship it out to you after the signing. Or you can send in your own merchandise for Jake to sign. Information on that is available on 80swrestlingcon.com. But I think that you probably have that song queued up. It was a classic. Jake the Snake. That song gives me chills, man. That song does give you chills because it's not the hard-driving rock and roll song that we're used to in the 80s. It is that type of beat that gives you chills, and it's because of the association with Jake the Snake, just kind of the character he was inside the ring, in his promos. When you heard that music, the hairs on the back of your neck stood up because you knew a giant snake was about to come through that curtain. That is a classic theme, Tommy. Absolutely. Hit me with another one, man. All right. Here's the next one on my playlist. Let's see if you can come up with who this is. Uh, and we'll go from there. I got long side burns and my hair slicked back. I'm coming to your town. And my beans got like I'm just a honky tonk man. Honky man. Oh, you cut it off again. <laughs> <laughs> We're slipping under the radar oh. here, Tommy. Yeah, I know, I know. Man, that's another one. I love, 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 love that song. That song uh, helped make his character uh, so, so big. Uh, that's another thing. Some of these songs, the, 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 the theme song actually enhanced the character and performer, made them larger in life, and this is definitely one of them, man. No question in my mind. You're absolutely right. A great theme song enhances the character and and the nice thing about this is he was able to perform this live in the ring on a couple of occasions so it's a theme oh, yeah. song that served multiple purposes for him because it was an extension of his character and it was so cheesy that it's that it's amazing it's it's incredible that the age that we are we sometimes have problems remembering what we had for dinner last week but we can remember the words to the Honky Tonk Man theme song. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Absolutely. The next up, I know for 100% you have uh, queued up and ready to go. And it was such a great theme song. And it, again, it enhanced his character so, so much. And we had him actually uh, back in January for a virtual signing, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Give this a listen, Tommy. <laughs> ah, this guy's a tease, guys. I, I have every, I guarantee our audience right now is going, ah, every time you cut us off, we want to, we want to sing it. You know, the funny thing is, as soon as people are done listening with this episode, you know they're going right to YouTube, and they're going to be checking out some of these old themes, because you're right, it's a tease. You just get that little earworm, uh, you hear the, the intro, and then you just want to sing the rest. The you thing I love play. about uh, Ted DiBiase's theme is that classic laugh that he's known for to start it off. That's amazing. 
Oh, yeah. And you know what you remind me of, Jay? And I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast right now can relate to what I'm about to say. You're like that beautiful blonde woman sitting at the bar at a, at a nightclub. I'm a close. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm sitting across from you on the other side of the nightclub. I buy you a drink and send it over to you. You smile. I send you another drink. You smile even bigger. I finally have the courage to come up and walk over and say hello to you. And she goes, I got to go. Bye. That's how I feel every time you're playing these theme songs. And it's just about to hit to the part I want to hear. And you cut us off. And I cut you off. Listen, I've been compared to a lot of things in my lifetime, but never to a, a, a good looking blonde at a bar. So I'll take it. I'll take that compliment, Tommy. Maybe, maybe, maybe that hot blonde at the bar was uh, ringside with you watching that Bolshevik main event match. Uh, we talked about several times here uh, on the, on the podcast. Listen, I think the only thing we're finding out from these podcasts is that the Bokovich was a highly underrated tag team. Since we've started doing this show, you've uncovered documentation of them main eventing different uh, different yes. match, uh, different cards, and you've also found what did we talk about last week? You found something out that uh, they were accomplishing great things in the world of tag team wrestling that you had conveniently forgot about. So I think they have a bad rap. In, in your memory of, of pro wrestling. Jay, by the way, last week after we, we, we taped that episode of SummerSlam 88, I went back and watched SummerSlam 88 because I was so curious to see that Powers of Pain and Bolshevik match. The Powers of Pain were actually, and I don't remember this, and I, I still don't remember it after I saw it. They were the baby faces for this match with the Baron. They came out and they were, sla- they were slapping some hands. I'm really curious to see if that was one of their first times in WWE. WWF because I don't ever remember them being baby faces, but when they came out to the ring, they were slapping hands. That's right. That's what we talked about last week. That kind of threw us for a loop. Now I wonder if that was a an experiment just to see if it would work to turn them face. I don't remember them having a, a face running, so maybe it was a kind of a yeah, one and yeah. done type experiment. Yeah, it, it wasn't perfect, but I know the next theme song. I know you have queued up is. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. That song for him was the absolute, I hate to say the word perfect, but that song and that beat was absolutely perfect for his character. It was. It felt, it, it, felt like that character like that I'm better than everyone else my theme song is prettier and and sounds better and I'm strutting to the ring with my chewing gum and my towel it did it I just used to, I used to I used to love when he'd throw that towel behind his back and and Heenan would catch it man that was so cool it it's incredible and there's some clips of non-perfect throws, but Bobby Heenan's able to still grab him. I think one time Bobby Heenan reaches behind his own back and catches an overthrown Yeah. And so just that they were able to pull that off uh, in front of a live crowd uh, on TV, it's awesome that they attempted that because his character was all about being perfect and you would hate to see anything happen that would, you know, look less than perfect. But yeah, they would go for it. They would pull it off and then the spitting the gum and slapping it out, like just, Classic Kurt Henning, just perfect. You know, I was just I was just thinking when you when you were just talking, like how just how important a theme song makes a wrestler and makes their character. Because I was just thinking Mr. Perfect walking down to the ring to Common Man by Dusty Dusty Rose's theme song, and this it wouldn't be the same. <laughs> so if, if you look at it from that vantage point, like the, the theme song is so critical, especially about that it was so critical and so important of making that wrestler's character and making him a larger than life star. Because if you, if you saw Mr. Perfect walking down the ring to, you know, pile driver, it just wouldn't be the same, you know? You're absolutely right. And that kind of speaks to the talent of the people that were creating these theme songs, because most of these theme songs in the eighties are custom made by somebody in the world wrestling federation. And they're writing these theme songs to fit this character with the with the sole purpose of getting this character over and so the fact that they were making these in-house is remarkable what talented people were working behind the scenes absolutely 
Uh, hit me back. Hit me with another one, Jay. All right. Here's another song, and it's another guy you have some personal experience with from one of your virtual signings, a classic 80s superstar with a classic theme song. Let's see if you can get who this is. Everybody get up. Sorry, you did it again. Everybody get up. And everybody get down. Put your hands together because the bird man's in town. Is my singing better than my my Bushwhacker Luke voice? That singing was awesome. Now, if you could have just done that song as Bushwhacker Luke, we might have had a golden record (laughs) on our hands. (laughs) Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, as As you could tell, as we're going along, we're obviously saving the big ones for last because... I think Jay's on the same page as me. The, the really, really big ones, it seems like we're holding off for because uh, those were the most classic ones that should be saved for last. What were you going to say, Jay? I'm sorry. What a fun theme Coco Beware had. Yeah, he did, like, man. I, lo- I love his pile driver song. Do you have that queued up right now? I don't have that queued up, but him I singing sing pile driver was awesome. Um, and then when he sang it live on your virtual signing, I could oh, not wow. believe how he put his heart and soul into that live rendition. And he sounds just as good now as he did back in the eighties when they originally recorded it. Absolutely. Anyone that didn't see that, they have to go out of their way and watch this. Go to our website, eightieswrestlingcon.com. On the front page on the bottom, you'll see all the past virtual signings and just fast forward to the end of the Coco one, maybe, the, maybe the last five minutes. He does a live performance of it, and it's and Jay's right, man. It's absolutely phenomenal. 80swrestlingcon.com. You got to go check it out. You'll you'll love it. All right, Tommy. I think it's about time that maybe we start moving into some of the bigger, well-known theme songs that you were just referencing. Some of the ones that really captured our hearts as kids, and things that are still so recognizable today that when you hear them, you get pumped up, you get excited. Uh, is there any theme that you remember from the 80s that was your one or two or three spot go-to themes of professional wrestling? Man, it's it's hard just to narrow it down to one, two, or three. There are so many classic ones out there. Uh, we, we touched upon earlier, Demolition was one of them, Honky Tonk. But, I mean, the real, if, if the real, real, real big ones as a kid, obviously uh, – we're all thinking probably real American, man. You got to, you got to cue that up now. Oh, Jay, no. I know. We cut off too soon every time. I'll take I'll take the lawsuit from WWE. Just play it. It won't be the first time I got a, a legal letter in the mail from them. Just play the song. Let me ask you this, Tommy. What is what runs through your head when you hear that? When it comes crashing down and it what is what the visuals that pop into your head? Uh, me as a kid with my Hulk Hogan bandana on or my, my Hulk Hogan uh, headband on at the live event with my Hulk Hogan big foam finger and Hulkamania t-shirt on just going crazy with all the other fans. I mean, that song just captures your heart as an 80s wrestling fan. To me, to this day, when I hear that song, man, I just – I. I turn back into a kid again. And I, if you're, you're at home listening to this right now, I know that you can relate to what I'm saying because if you're listening to this podcast, you're an 80s wrestling fan. That song, man, makes me, I guess to answer your question, Jay, the first thing I think of is my childhood when I, when I hear that song. You know, I think there's a lot of songs that we recognize and there's a lot of songs that can bring us back. But I think for most of us, that's the one song that as soon as you hear it, you're back to watching wrestling as a kid. You're back to looking at that curtain and seeing Hogan walk through wearing his shirt, his yellow trunks, his bandana, maybe waving an American flag. Like it just takes you 
right back to the moments that you were watching that. And that's a theme that I think for years and years to come, if you play that in a, an arena full of wrestling fans, you're going to get a pop. You're going to get a reaction because just that song alone gets a reaction from wrestling fans. That might be the most classic 80s theme song that has nostalgic value to people right there. Hogan's theme song might be the song that brings people back to that era in their life. Oh yeah, man. Like, like you said, man, when, when, when that song plays, man, I just think of my childhood and just growing up the huge, huge wrestling fan during that time frame. man, that song gives me goosebumps, man. I think I'm going to, when we're done recording this episode, I'm driving up to the store to work on it today. I think I'm going to just blast that in my car the whole way up there, real American. And when I'm at the red light stopped, I'm going to do the, my uh, hand to the air to the, the cars on each side of me too. And, Oh man! Hey, real quickly, I want to mention also uh, just another quick shameless plug for our '80s wrestling con. This Monday, March the eighth, we have Wendy Richter doing a virtual signing with us, and I I want to mention this now because she's such a huge part of that whole rock and wrestling connection. When you know music first got incorporated into wrestling obviously the Freebirds uh, were a little before that and I want to make mention of them in a second but uh, Wendy was a critical part of that whole era with Cindy Lauper and MTV and the whole rock and wrestling connection the war to settle the score uh, she was a big part of that uh, uh, takeoff of the boom period of WWF back then when music was just starting absolutely she came into that MTV generation and so music was just big in the culture in general. And then you have that rock and wrestling connection and you talk about women's revolution and pioneers in the sport. Wendy Richter was doing things in women's wrestling before women's wrestling was as cool and as in as it is now. Like she was a true pioneer in the sport of women's wrestling. And she is going to be a very interesting uh, live signing. And so I can't wait to tune into that on Monday night and hear some of her stories because you know she experienced some wild things uh, in the 80s being part of that rock and wrestling connection. So what a, a tremendous signing that's going to be on Monday night. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to definitely be unique and different. She doesn't do many things at all, Wendy. So uh, this is a rare appearance for her. And again, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com now. You pick out the photo that you'd like to get signed. And then you tune in live to our Facebook page on Monday night. The, the Facebook link will be on uh, the website. And you can watch her sign your photo live. She'll give you a shout-out, say hello to you, and then we mail it out to you afterwards. But, yeah, it should be good. I, just, I want to make mention because Wendy did play a big part in that whole MTV rock and wrestling connection. So I thought it was a good uh, segue to, to, to make mention of that. Uh, yeah, let's continue with the big names, Jay. Hogan definitely probably the most iconic theme song ever for the 80s as far as wrestling goes but another one that's right up there man no question in my mind uh, you have this on the top of your list as well is the ultimate warrior ah oh, i just want dude i was just about to sh- i just about to start shaking my desk why did you pull it off? Oh, man, you're killing me. Listen, this is, again, one of those theme songs that as soon as you hear the opening two chords, you know what it is, you know who it represents, and you're on your feet and you're excited and you're looking at that curtain because you know a freight train's about to run through it. When I hear this theme song, I have to go back to the SummerSlam we just talked about when Honky Tonk Mad had his open challenge for the icy belt. And that is the song that came over the speakers in the arena and the crowd erupted. One of the biggest crowd reactions of that pay-per-view was hearing this song. Yeah. Something Jay, something tells me if warrior would have ran out to red rooster song and, eh. I don't think he would have got the same reaction. You know, it's one of those things where you got to sit back and look, looking back, was it that the theme song matched him so perfectly uh, that he matched the theme song so perfectly as well? Or is it just because what we're used to? But 
I don't know if you could find a better song that captures the spirit of the ultimate warrior, the way he ran to the ring, ran around the ring, shook the ropes. Like that song matched what he did so perfectly that I can't picture him coming out to any other theme. I know. You're right. It's it's incredible. You know, you're right, Jane. And and I think that we need to stop real quick and just pause and and talk about this for a second, because I know you mentioned earlier how they did a good job matching up the, the theme songs with the characters, but let's, let's press pause and talk about that for a minute. Cause you make, you bring up a good point. That song was the absolute perfect song for warrior. It captured his spirit. It captured his character. I can't picture, you're right. I can't picture him coming out to another song other than that. And again, I don't know if it's cause we were kids and that's what we we're accustomed to, but now that we're adults and we look back at that, I can't think of a better uh, beat and a better theme song for him to come out than other than that, that captured everything that he was. And you can look back at all the guys we just spoke about, uh, and, and, and it rings true for mostly all of them. They did such a fantastic job uh, matching up the beat, the chorus, and the words, the theme song with the characters that they were uh, making them for. And, and I hate again, I hate to not make mention of the NWA, uh, WCW ones because you know they had theme songs too, and they were good. At, I hate to be biased, but I, I grew up in New Jersey, and I was a WWE fan, WWF fan, and uh, Jade grew up as a WWF fan as well. So 95% of the stuff we're going to talk about here on the podcast is WWF related, and that there's no disrespect to NWA or any other wrestling promotions out there, AWA, WCCW. Um, but we, we grew up as WWE fans, WWF fans. But uh, they did such a fantastic job matching up, like you said with Bossman earlier. Man, that song was perfect for him. Uh, and, and, and you just go down the list of everyone else we're talking about, like DiBiase. I mean, how can you have a better theme song for him than that? And Jake Roberts, that slow, methodical beat that just fit his character absolutely perfect. Perfect, we just talked about. That song, uh, that beat, that, those, that, that, that theme was just perfect. And so it's, it just, it's mind-boggling as an adult looking back on these different songs and different characters, just how perfectly they fit each character. It is. It's a testimony to the guys who are writing them. Cause you can tell they just didn't write a song to write a song. They put thought into it so that it matched the character. So that it was an extension of their gimmick so that they had the best chance of getting a reaction and getting over with the crowd. And it worked beautifully. Now I wish I was more of a historian on the history of theme songs because you can, for, for a while, it's hard to imagine professional wrestling without them. But the truth is there was a long period of pro wrestling before theme songs were commonplace. And so you can hear different stories about who was the first wrestler to have theme music. Some people say it goes back to the 50s. Some people say it was Gorgeous George. I've heard stories where maybe it was Sergeant Slaughter, uh, who had like the national anthem or some other American song play when he came. I've also heard that it was this guy who may be responsible for helping make theme songs more commonplace. And so I'm going to play this song and I'm pretty sure you're going to know whose it is. I love the big pipes. He was one of my favorites of all time, man. I get chills to that, to that, to that beat as well, man. Piper was, my, one of my top three all-time favorites. Absolutely love everything about Piper. Again, we talked about this in past episodes. He doesn't get the credit as far as being uh, as huge of a contributor to the product that he was. I mean, he gets credit. Everyone knows that Piper was a big name. But when they first started off in 85, man, with that first WrestleMania, uh, they needed that heel that the, the fans hated uh, to get behind Hogan and, and buy that first WrestleMania. And, and he was the guy, man. And he was one of my all-time favorites, and that beat and that song fits him perfectly. What I love about this song for him is Piper was around during the rock and wrestling connection days, and so he could have easily had a more mainstream rock and roll type entrance music, but they stuck with what he was known for. They stuck with his character. They stuck with the bagpipes, and it just fit him so perfectly 
he wore a kilt. He had big pipes that it, it made sense to have his theme music match that and not to just go with a more popular sounding rock, rock song just because it was the 80s. They stayed true to his character, and it's become one of those classic theme songs where when you hear it, you know exactly who that theme song goes with. Like, there's no mistaking that theme song. You know who it is, and you know what time frame it's from. It's another just classic theme song that matched him perfectly. Absolutely. And I don't know if you have it queued up, but another one of my favorite songs from from the earlier 80s, probably like 85, 86, was Junkyard Dogs, Grab Them Cakes, man. That That's up there as well as a classic song. I did not pull that one out. That's a good reference by you, Wait, my I friend. Dance. I was thinking for you. In the neighborhood. <laughs> now everybody's doing it because it feels so good. All you need is a partner. See, man? I can, I, Look at that. I didn't need to cue any of these up, Tommy. We could have just had loose. you do them all. <laughs> that is classic theme. You, you did really good there. I'm impressed, man. Thank you. I'm kind of taken back by it. I should I should just start naming theme songs and have you perform them. Let's do it. Let's do it for fun. Yeah, name a couple. And if it, if, it, if they don't have words, I'll do the beat to it. Okay. All right. Here's one that I do have queued up. So we'll have you do it first, and then we'll play the queued up version. We'll see. Uh, we'll see which one we like better. You got it. Can you do the theme song for Ravishing Rick Rude? <laughs> Oh, God, that sounds like a freaking... <laughs> Maybe you picked the wrong one. Maybe I did. Or uh, I think your guitar might be a little out of tune, but it wasn't a bad yeah, effort at all. Geez. Here's the way that uh, Tommy intended it to sound. Oh, man, come on. I'm, I'm standing up. That's got my hands behind my, my head right now. I'm about to shake, man. <laughs> I hope that you have a I hope you have a window in this office of yours that faces a busy street. Because so far you've probably torn a shirt, you've shaken your desk, now you're gyrating in front of the window. What Listen, a treat man. for everybody in Jersey today. Please give me one chance to redeem myself because that Rick Rude was absolutely horrible. I was screeching, I think uh all the businesses in the area just heard me, and when, especially when I stood up and started driving back and forth. you got to give me a chance to redeem myself, man, please. We'll give you another one here, but uh, let's hang on Rude just for a second, because in my opinion, the greatest thing about the Rick Rude theme song isn't necessarily the theme song itself. The mic work he would do in the ring leading up to him saying, hit the music, and then the I- theme song would start, and he'd do his gyrating. But Rick Rude's mic work leading into that song, that's a thing of beauty. Can I try and redeem myself with that song by doing his mic work? Oh, absolutely. You do the mic work, and then when you say hit the music, I'll hit the music. All right, let me try. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat, out of shape, inner city sweat hogs, keep the noise down while I take my robe off and show you what a real man's supposed to look like. Hit the music. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Well, I redeemed myself. But let me, let me try one more theme song, man, because I, I just can't get over that screeching for the, the, the rude one. All right, we'll give you the next one, but let's just say this. 80s wrestling was was amazing for that exact purpose. Not only do you remember the wrestlers, not only do you remember their themes, but Tommy is able to do word for word the mic work of an 80s wrestler who hasn't said that in probably 30 some years. And here you can pull it off at the at the drop of a dime, Tommy. That speaks volumes about what 80s wrestling was like for us. Absolutely. All right. This is a theme song that is a classic theme song. It worked as a, as a face. It worked as a heel. And it's also a song that you hear at high school graduations, which makes everybody want to drop an elbow from the, from the podium when you hear it. I'm talking about Randy Savage. I'm talking about Macho Man. Can you give me a little pomp and circumstance, Tommy? 
Do, 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 do. I don't know where you stopped and the music began, Tommy. That was that was flawless, my friend. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. That again, I know it's used for high school graduations, but that song, uh, those that beat gives me chills still to this day when I hear it because all I can think about is is Randy Savage coming down to the ring with Elizabeth with these flashy robes and man, again, he's got to be in my top three or four of all time as well. I'm sure you and everyone that's listening to this as well. It's an absolutely classic theme, and I remember I'm the uh, I have two older brothers and a younger sister, and so growing up, I loved pro wrestling, but I had never been to a graduation until my oldest brother graduated. And I remember sitting in the stands at graduation, and that song started playing. I'm not kidding, Tommy. I looked for the curtain. I thought Macho Man was coming to be the guest speaker <laughs> or something. I had no idea that that was the graduation song, and so when they played it. I was I was freaking out a little bit. I was uh, I was probably cheering louder than I should have been at a high school graduation. Were you? Were you, were you did you really? You really thought he was going to be there, right? I knew I knew no different, Tommy. The only the only place <laughs> I ever heard that song in my life was watching the World Wrestling Federation. So yeah, if I'm in a crowd and I hear that song, I'm assuming Randy Savage is coming through some curtain somewhere. Uh, and so I, I just remember being confused, like, why are they playing this song if he's not here? You, you were, you're a little disappointed when it, when it, and if you listen to last week's episode, you know what I'm saying. You're a little disappointed uh, that it, it turned out to be Baron Von Resky driving, <laughs> driving <laughs> on the back of a truck, bringing out the kids, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Taking something from the world of wrestling and placing it in the real world can boggle the child's mind, whether it's at the zoo or whether it's at a high school graduation. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, uh, uh, another one that uh, I don't know if you have queued up, but one that comes to my mind, we had him also as a virtual signing uh, guest a few months back. And uh, someone I know me and you are both high on as far as uh, a baby face in the 80s go is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I should have had you do that one. That's that's a, a classic fun song to do. Uh, cutting and strutting, man. You hear that, and you just start strutting, man. You just can't help yourself. Again, uh, that was a perfect beat for him, man. It was. It, it's these these themes are flawless for these characters, man. If you go back and just and just and just look at the characters and the songs that they had, it, they're spot on. Uh, we have to make mention of the Freebirds. I, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, they were. I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were the first ones that introduced music into wrestling. And although they weren't WWF, uh, their song is absolutely awesome. And if you're a wrestling fan, you're, you're definitely jamming to this song. And uh, I hope you have it queued up, man, because it's the baddest street in the whole USA. Bad Street USA. And here's the deal. This one is queued up, but it's not coming through. It's got the little uh, can't play me button at the bottom of the screen. Can you sing, so can you sing it? Can you sing it for me? Can I, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, we'll, we'll edit it in after we're done recording so that uh, our exit song will be Bad Street USA to this particular podcast episode. I don't know if I can sing Tommy. I don't got those golden pipes like you do. <laughs> All right, you can you can have it as the exit song, man. That's what we'll do. Like I said, I have it queued up, but it just that's the one that doesn't want to play today. And so we'll put that in at the end so that when we sign off, a little Bad Street USA takes us away. Well, here's the deal, Tommy. We covered some of the greatest theme songs of the 80s. I have one, two, three, four, five theme songs still queued up, ready to play. But these might not be what people would put necessarily in their top five theme songs of all time. So I would like to play a little game with you, Tommy. I'd like to play a snippet of these and see if you can name the wrestler that these theme songs go to. Sure. And that sounds like a lot of fun real quickly. I, I want to make mention there's a few names that 
we didn't mention uh, Ric Flair. I mean, his theme song uh, has to be on top of the list of, of, of 80s theme songs. That, 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 that beat, uh, anyone that hears that song also thinks of, of 80s wrestling. Do you have that queued up? I don't have that queued up, but that is a very classic theme song. Um, I should have had that one queued up because that one is, is iconic in the world of wrestling. And uh, another one that I have on my list that wasn't mentioned yet uh, was the Hart Foundation slash Bret Hart's theme song. That is one of the five I had, and I'll play it now for you. Um, Bret Hart's version in the 90s, I prefer that over or the Hart Foundation original theme because they kind of reworked it for Bret's singles run. Yeah, yeah, Very definitely. similar sounding, but the Bret Hart one hits just a little sharper, hits a little harder, but here is the original Hart Foundation theme from the 80s. Do you have Brett's also, you have Brett's also, you said? I don't have Bret Hart's, but okay. I will tell you, Bret Hart's theme in the 90s is one of my all-time favorite theme songs in pro wrestling. Like I said, it sounds very similar to what we just heard, but it hits a little sharper. It hits a little bit harder, and it's just, man, it is just such a good theme song to come through the curtain to. I would always put it in any of the mixtapes I made in the 90s. I'd always have Bret Hart's theme song somewhere in there because it would just pump me up. I just loved listening hold, to hold, it. Hold, hold, hold on one second. Before we continue, you said mixtapes. So are, are you listening to, like, I could picture you as a teenager with your boombox walking down the street and you got Run DMC, you got Vanilla Ice, and then all of a sudden you're... <laughs> Listen, I would slip it into the middle of mixtape. So yeah, I'd be listening uh, to maybe a little Boys to Men uh, with my lady on a Friday night, and then right Ooh. after Boys to Men would come the excellence of execution, <laughs> Brett Hitman Hart. I'd slap on that sharpshooter, she'd tap out, and we'd call it a night. You would, you would do. It would be more like this. It would be like, all right, you guys go to you know friendlies and you have a little dinner. Afterwards, you're about 17, 18 at the time. You got your, uh, your, your car, you're driving around town with the windows down. Just had a nice meal of friendlies. You know, they, her hair is blowing through, you know, blowing with the wind. And, you know, you, you're, feeling, you're feeling lucky. So you pull up to your house and you look at her and you say, Brenda, would you like to come in and watch the Bolsheviks against the Fabulous Rougeau brothers with me. <laughs> it's a it's a line that never fails, man. What woman <laughs> what woman could resist that? Oh man, you're great. Well, I, I want to hear these other four songs. We're gonna play them too. One of them that I also don't have queued up uh, that I probably should have is just because of the opening to it. Do you remember what kicked off the theme song? for the Legion of Doom right before they came through the curtain. Yeah. They're, they're WWF you, Yeah. Do you remember what Hawk would say? Yeah, right oh, what a rush. Oh, you got to say it like Hawk. You can't just say, oh, what a rush. You got to hey, give man. it to me like. Uh, you, coming from the guy that I asked you to sing the Freebirds, you couldn't even say the baddest street and the whole USA. You couldn't do it. All right, I'll so do let me it. Get this, hang on, hang on. Let me get this straight. The guy that has a Bushwhacker Luke impression doesn't have a Road Warrior Hawk impression. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> That's pretty good. Sounded a little like uh, Paul Bear to me. But other than that, pretty darn oh, good. Screw I'm you. just giving you a hard time. Are you ready for <laughs> these remaining four theme songs? I'm ready, bro. All right, we're going to start off with, uh, with the most recognizable one. And then we're going to go down from there. And we're going to see how many of these four... Mr. Monday Night Virtual Tommy Farrow can name. Tommy, name this theme. American Dream. I think that was Bad News Brown's song. Come on. I said we're starting with the easiest. I don't think that anyone can stump me with a wrestling theme song past present or, or future listen we're only one into this four deep songs that's a pretty bold statement tommy 
I, I think you, that you should. Pull, I think you should pull it back a couple. Uh, just maybe play like a couple seconds of it because uh, something like I'm, you're not gonna be able to stump me, man. You, you've yet to say whose theme song that was, by the way. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. Okay, well you never said. I'm not just gonna let you uh, break braggadocious about how many you know. Class knows the song. <laughs> all right, you're one for it's one. Not like you're, it's not like you're playing Battle Cat song, you know. All right, all right, you got me, but you're one for one. You got three left to get through, okay? Okay. Here's number two, Tommy. Name this theme. The Rockers. Ding, ding, ding! Tommy is two for two. You're not gonna, you're not gonna stump me. You better, was, you better, you better pull up uh, Waldo. <laughs> you better pull up Waldo von Erich's theme song from 1963 if you think you're gonna stump me, man. Tommy is two for two in the theme song gauntlet here at the end of today's show. Let's see if we can go three for three. Tommy, name this theme. I guess Tommy. it would be a, I guess it'd be a perfect time for the return of my whoa yay voice. <laughs> whoa. The uh the combination of that song and that impression, it's like I it's like I was sitting across from Luke. That's in, that's incredible, man. <laughs> hey, well, if we, we don't be- jump into the top twenty after this episode, I don't think we're ever gonna I promise you, if he hasn't already, this is going to quickly become Luke Bushwacker, Luke's favorite show. I mean, you're doing an impression of him every week. What other show is doing an impression of Bushwacker Luke every show? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Hit me with the last one. Tommy, you're three for three. You've uh, talked a big game. You said no one can stump you. And so far, you've proved that to be right. You are the excellence of execution when it comes to theme songs. We're down to the final one. Tommy's about to go one-on-one with a theme song from the 80s. Jay. Let me get it. Yeah. Jay, before, before you play it, yeah. I'm so confident I'm going to guess the next one right that if I can't guess it and you stump me, I will hand over ownership of 80s Wrestling Con to you, and you can start with the signing Monday night with Wendy Richter. <laughs> that's how, that's how, that's that's, how much I know I'm going to get it. That's how. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. 80s Wrestling Con is on the line. Now, we've seen hair matches. We've seen title matches. But have we ever seen a Wrestling Con on the line match? I don't think so. But it's here. It's now. It's Tommy versus this theme. Tommy, are you ready? It's all on the line right here, bro. Name this theme. Tommy, name that theme. You're getting a little tricky, huh? You're getting a little tricky, huh? That wasn't technically a theme song. What are you doing here? See, I think that he queued up. Once I said the 80s wrestling con was on the line, he he switched the cue. You were trying to play Slick Song. I know that you are. And you switched it the last second to that that Soviet national anthem. What are you doing, man? <laughs> this is called I just, this, this is called the Thursday morning screw job. Listen, man, when you put a prize as big as '80s wrestling oh, con on the wow. line by any means necessary, now you've named you've named the country of origin of this song, but you've yet to name the team that tops today's list. <laughs> oh come on, man! The I just want to hear you say it. Yeah, the Bolsheviks for the win. I cannot believe you did me dirty that way. You thought you really thought you had me on that one. I know you did. I thought I was going to sneak one by you. I did. I didn't think you'd wow. be able to pull that one out. Dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I actually, I, I'll be honest with you, Jay. 
I took a shot saying the Bolsheviks there. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, you I did. was getting a little, yeah, I was getting a little nervous there, man. You, uh, you, you almost, it, man. You're almost a new owner of 80s Wrestling Con. I was, listen, I was almost packing my bags, headed to Jersey wow. to meet Wendy. So well now, done, listen, sir. Listen, I, I take everything I said back the last seven episodes about the Bolsheviks. They just saved my company. So the Bolsheviks <laughs> are. On the top of our list here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Listen, between them and Bushwhacker Luke, we got a, yeah, that's a heck of a, that's a heck of a top team that we're, that we got going on here. Is it possible, Jay? I don't know if you have it queued up, but maybe you can queue it up as I'm, as I'm talking for a second. I want to make quick mention of Slick and uh, his song, Jive Soul Bro, man. I, I remember going to the, arenas as a kid i'm sure you guys remember when you were in the area where you know you would buy the 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 soda and the popcorn and you know the t-shirts stuff like that there's at least at the Meadowlands arena in east rutherford new jersey they had little tvs up going all throughout the arena that would play the theme songs videos prior to the 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 show starting and i always remember as a kid them showing slick's theme song and him you know walking with the with the cane and eating chicken Uh, That song also screams 80s wrestling to me. Well, I met this lady and I told her quite a story, said I love her forevermore. But the trouble is I tell the same old story to every girl that walks through the door. How'd that sound to you, Tommy? It still sounded absolutely perfect. You could still recognize it. Good deal. I am still literally shaking <laughs> because I, I was going to say that wasn't a theme song, that that was Nikolai Volkov's uh, national anthem. So, dude, I really took a shot. I really took a far fetch saying the Bolsheviks, and I'm lucky I'm right because I, I, I pulled a, a – a, a cat out of my hat on that one because I really didn't have the answer. And then I would have had everyone uh, listening, knowing I put my company up on the line, I would have to have given it to you. <laughs> you know, and I probably would have taken, um, if you would have said Nikolai Volkov's uh, anthem that he used to sing, because I think it was one in the same song. I think that's the song that they came out to for the sole reason that when they got in the ring, he would sing the national anthem. Uh, so I probably would have given it to you anyway, but uh, you pulled it out. You, you you got it right on the head. You got it perfectly right. And so we're giving it to you. you. You ran the gauntlet four out of four at the end there. Nice work, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll tell you what, today was a really, really, really fun episode. Probably was my favorite one out of the eight we've done so far. And uh, anything you guys want to listen to, again, shoot us a message on, on Instagram or uh, our Instagram page is at 80s wrestling. Just shoot us a DM. Let us know you want to listen to the same thing with Twitter. You can send us a message. It's at 80s wrestling underscore or on uh, Facebook, 80s wrestling uh, or my personal Facebook page, Tommy Fierro. Just let us know what you want to listen to. And uh, like I said uh, on, the, on previous episodes, we're like bad karaoke singers. We'll perform whatever you want, right, Jay? That's right. We take requests. Uh, and we're not ashamed to do so. So if there's a topic you want to have covered, send it in on our social media, and we will put a show together based on that. And again, I just want to say, and I'm sure I'm speaking for Jay as well, thank you so much for all the uh, support you guys have given us since the show started seven week, well, eight weeks back now. Uh, me and Jay are both blown away by uh, our numbers as far as where we stand on, on the the uh, 80s, I mean, the uh, wrestling podcast list on iTunes, uh, top 25 right now out of 250 podcasts uh, in, in the entire world. So it's really, really humbling to us. Uh, we're really blown away by the numbers, and we will continue to uh, entertain you uh, each and every Thursday here on the show. That's right. Thank you to all the listeners. Like Tommy said, we're blown away. We can't believe it. 
and we know it's a testament to the love and passion you all have for 80s wrestling, and so we're happy to keep discussing it, and we're happy that uh, we can be along with you for the ride that is a look back at the golden era of professional wrestling. Until next week, uh, myself, Jay, Bushwhacker Luke, and the Bolsheviks wish you a great weekend, and we'll see you right here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Let's breathe, let